Good afternoon. Quirky looking at me like, why is she screaming? Good afternoon, Facebookers. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Good afternoon to all of you on today. I want to thank you all for tuning in. God is good and he is worthy to be praised. Amen. And so, you know, we're going to get started right at 105. I want to give all of you an opportunity. I want to give all of you an opportunity to save, not save, to share this to your pages, invite someone in, amen, invite someone in, um, good afternoon, woman of God, good to see you on here, good afternoon, Taylor, good to see you on here, listen, this message on today, I promise you, we are in the last chapter of First Kings, chapter 22, so on tomorrow, we will start the book of 2 Kings chapter 1. But I want to tell you that these first 22 chapters of 1 Kings have blessed my entire soul. Good afternoon, Minister Dustin. It has, it has blessed Dr. Hunter. Um, I'm not sure if you have been able to listen to some of these, um, but I promise you, um, continue to pray for me <laughs> as I continue to teach what God has given to me to the people because I am sounding the alarm and he has called us to sound the alarm. He has called us to blow the trumpet. He has called us to ring the bell. He has called us to warn the people. Amen. And so, so many times people are really not understanding of what the Bible um, gives or explains within itself. And so it tends to have them a little skimmish or afraid, or um, it tends to have them, you know, very doubtful or unsure because of everything that they have seen, everything that they have heard. And I'm just believing because of who I am and how God called me that he uses me to sound the alarm because he knows I'm going to be honest. He knows I'm going to be truthful. He knows I'm going to study. He knows I'm going to read. He knows I'm going to ask questions. He knows that when I don't understand something, you're, you literally have to break that thing down for me to get a better understanding. And I want to tell the people, don't just accept everything that you hear. And don't believe everything that you see, but you have to build your own relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to know who God, our father in heaven is for yourself. You, you got to read, you got to study, you got to fast, you got to pray. And so, so many times people are lost because of lack of knowledge. They're lost because of ignorance. They're lost because they're being captive like silly women. So we that, so we who has been called and chosen and appointed and anointed because just like Jesus had an encounter, Jesus had an encounter with Saul on his way to Damascus and um, Saul was changed to Paul, but 
Jesus also told Ananias that Saul is his chosen vessel. And I'm going to leave that right there. So um, I decided to do more and give more. So if I decided to do more and to give more, then I had to study more. I had to read more and I had to do more, not just for others, but for myself. Amen. So I, I, I said all that to say this. Good afternoon, Minister Laquanda. I said all of that to say this, that this last chapter is going to bless so many people, so many people. So y'all come on in, say good morning to me. I mean, say good afternoon to me. Um, um, I'm going to, I got to um, do this part right here. Um, somebody just said I can't see. So let me see why they can't see. Okay, this is probably why they can't see, but it shouldn't be a difference, but uh, maybe I ain't going to go there. But they can't see, so let me help them see. Amen. Let me help them see. Let me help them see. So y'all go ahead, get your Bibles, get your notepads. Get your Bibles, get your notepads, get your, your, your pens out. Uh, be ready to take notes and everything because God is literally about to bless our entire soul. And as you can see, today is titled, but what did God say? What did God say? What did God say? Amen. And somebody needs to know on today what God said. And some of you need to understand. Um, let, let me say this. Can I say this part right here? Let me say this. If you are, Lord, help me, Jesus. If you are, um, if you are talking to people and they're not wanting to listen to you, it's only because they may hate you. <laughs> Y'all better read. Y'all better read First Kings chapter 22. I'm just saying. If people, if you are trying to help people and they just don't want to call on you, they don't want to call on you. They don't want to go. They don't want nobody to go and get you because you always give them truth. It's because you don't, you don't have nothing good to say to them concerning the word of the Lord. Amen. So I'm gonna leave that right there. So let me put this out there. All right, let's get started, okay? Let's get started. So, Lord God, I thank you right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, that you will use me as my flesh leaves and as my spirit comes in to give what needs to be given to the people of today. God, I 
ask you right now, Lord God, that you will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, if you don't say anything, nothing will be said. So God, I ask you right now, Lord God, that you will cover me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, Lord God. I ask you to look on those that are watching right now, Lord God. Touch them in such a mighty way, Lord God. Open up doors that they have, that they need these doors to be open and the doors that needs to be closed, that's supposed to be closed, close them, Lord God. Because once you close these doors, nobody can open them but you. So, God, I pray on today that you will open up these doors so that they will be able to walk in and receive everything that's behind that door that they open. So, God, as we walk through this last chapter of First Kings, that you will bless us, you will encourage our hearts, Lord God, and you will show us what we actually really need when it comes to what your word says. And, Lord God, continue to give us the spirit of discernment so we can recognize the lying spirit. We can recognize the spirit that's just trying to agree with us. We can recognize that spirit that's just trying to go along with us. We can recognize that spirit that we don't need the likes and we don't need the love at times. We need correction for conviction. We need direction and instruction so that we can do what you have called us to do. And we're not just calling on people that's going to tell us what we want to hear. We're not just asking questions or advice or suggestions from those who's just going to want to do what we want to do, who want to say what we want them to say. Lord God, give us the spirit of humility so that we can receive a word straight from you, from your true prophets in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, allow us to see them before they even walk in the door. Allow us to see them before they even open up their mouth. So God, I thank you. I bless you. I glorify your name on today because God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. And God, I thank you for being the lily in the valley. God, I thank you for being my banner. God, I thank you for being my strong tower. God, I thank you for being my will in the middle of the wheel, Lord God. Oh God, I thank you for being my first and I thank you because you're going to be my last. Oh God, I thank you for leading me. God, I thank you for saving and sanctifying me, Lord God. God, I thank you for giving me the gift of discernment. God, I thank you because you have not only chosen me, but you have called me, God. And I will Oh, God, I thank you right now, God, that you have removed the scales from my eyes so that I can do a clean work for you, so that I can do a healing work for you, so that I can do a deliverance work for you in the mighty name of Jesus, because you have met me on my road to destruction. You have met me on my road to damaging some things. You have met me on the road to me doing some more damage. You have met me because you got tired of me kicking against the prick, kicking against you, kicking against good kicking against righteousness. So God, on today, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for others, but more so for dying on the cross for me so that I will know how to carry my cross, so that I will know how to bear my cross, that I will know how to release my cross in the mighty name of Jesus. The blood still works. So God, on today, I ask that everybody that is listening publicly and 
privately that they will receive something from you on today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, amen. So y'all continue to cover me in prayer while you are listening. I thank God for those um, spiritual intercessors that are in the atmosphere. And I may not see them, but they see me. And I thank God that they are praying while they are watching me. And I thank God they are praying while I am filling them in the mighty name of Jesus, because I know they have me covered in prayer. I know they have me covered in love. I know they have me covered because of the blood. Amen. So as we continue to move on in first Kings chapter 22, and I'm reading from the King James version. I am reading from the King James version, and we're going to go forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank God that I don't have to pretend. Lord, help me, Jesus. I thank God that I do not have to pretend. I'm just trying to get to where I need to get to you all because I wouldn't ask y'all to do something that I wouldn't do with them myself. And so, um, again, people be on it. Boy, they, they be like, oh, Mrs. Holloway, did you forget about me? I didn't forget about you, but I probably did unintentionally, and I do apologize. Amen. So let me go ahead and continue to do what I've been called to do because I thank God for every opportunity for what the Lord is doing for me on today. Amen. So y'all continue to pray for me as I continue to move mightily in God because I desire to please him. I desire to please the Lord. So y'all come on through, share this. Share this with your family, your friends. Invite somebody in to come and watch and we're going on. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from get to where I need to get to. And I'm going to tell y'all, me and my husband had lunch today and I just couldn't hold it. And so I was like, bae, I need to share this with you because this is a message that is going to bless somebody on today. Amen. So those of you who are watching, let's just walk through this thing and let's just move forward. So first Kings chapter 22, it starts at the first verse and it reads, and they continue three years without war between Syria and Israel. So right there, let me stop right there just for a second, just for a moment. And I, cause I need y'all to really listen to what's happening. So in three years, there was no war between Syria and Israel. That means there was peace there was quietness, there was no drama, there was no issues, there was nothing going on between these two people. There was nothing going on between th these two countries. And I'm going to say these two people, these two countries, um, husband and wife, brother and sister, aunt and uncle, niece and nephew, a leader and leader, whatever. There was no war. Nothing was happening. Nothing was going on. It was peaceful. People was going on and enjoying themselves and having a great time and things were going well. And then all of a sudden, 
you're just sitting back and thinking about what trouble you can get yourself into or who can you come up against today or should i spread some gossip about this individual because i think right now they just living their best life all oh, they're having fun and how can i throw a stone how can i throw a monkey wrench how can i bring some trouble to their country to their house to their children to their marriage, to their finances, on their job, with their parents, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so during that third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. Now, my thing was okay, so we know that Jehoshaphat is a king and he's living on the Lord's side. So we know that King Ahab, who's the king of Israel, he ain't living on the Lord's side. He doing what he want to do. He acting the way he want to act. He's just doing the ultimate most. Okay. So verse three says, and the king of Israel, which is Ahab, said unto his servants, know you that Ramoth and Gilead is ours and we be still and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. So Ahab was like, why not go? He said, listen, he said, do you realize, let me read it like this. Do you realize that the town of Ramath belongs to us? And yet we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram. So out of the blue, King Ahab is just sitting, having fellowship with Jehoshaphat, and he thinks, hmm, what type of trouble can I get myself into? So why is it that when people come to visit us, it just can't be a great visit? Why is it that when we have company, we got to get people to do what we want them to do when we want to do it, when them people over there ain't bothered nobody, they ain't doing nothing. And even if they are, it ain't got nothing to do with us. Oh, I need y'all to catch that. It don't have nothing to do with us. Okay, I get it. I used to have that car. Oh, okay, I get it. He used to be my husband, but he's my ex-husband now. Oh, I get it. She used to be your wife, and now she's your ex-wife now. Oh, I get it. Those were your children, and now somebody else has your children, and they've been adopted. Oh, I get it. Oh, they used to, that used to be your promotion, but now somebody else has came in and got that promotion. Why is it that we're not thinking about what we might have done to cause us not to have or not to keep what's been given to us? I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for somebody to come through and, and answer that question for me. I, I'll wait because at the end of the day, um, what do we do? What do you do when you got too much time on your hands? What do you do? Because at the end of the day, they ain't doing nothing to you. They ain't done nothing to you. You don't, I don't understand why you just can't. Somebody need to say, mind your business. 
mind your business. Why is it so hard for people to mind their business? Why is it so hard for people to stay in their own lane? Why is it so hard for people not to go into someone else's house and cause uproar and cause confusion? Why is that? Why is it? Why is it that there are so many people that just have to have drama in their life? Here it said there was no war. There was no war. Listen, there was no war for three years between Aram and Israel. So here we go in verse four. So then Ahab turns and looked at Jehoshaphat and says to Jehoshaphat, Will you join me in battle to recover Ramoth? What? So he said, will you go with me? <laughs> will you come and help me destroy someone else's territory? Will you go and help me take something that belongs to somebody else? I mean, it's been three years. Listen. So Jehoshaphat said, why? Of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops. My horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat added, but first, here's our lesson on today. But first, let's find out what the Lord says. So what did God say? What did God say? So the reason why I didn't put this title in here as let's find out what the Lord says, because I'm looking at the afterwards. I don't want to look at what's, what's taking place in the beginning, because now what took place in the beginning is very important. Hear me. What takes place in the beginning is very important, but it's the after it's the conclusion of the matter it's the conclusion of the matter of what did god say what did he say so in the beginning he tells us let's go lord help me jesus let, let me let me i talked about this friday so let me just go ahead and read this today in exodus chapter 20 some of y'all need some of y'all lord have mercy so oh lord jesus help me some of y'all need need to be remembered some of y'all need to be reminded thank you holy spirit some of y'all need to be reminded exodus 20 starting at the first verse we're talking about the 10 commandments what did god say here's what he said and god spake all these words saying i am the lord thy god which have brought thee out of the land of egypt and out of the house of bondage you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make unto you any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Because you do know that there are people that hates God. And as we continue to walk through this lesson, it's going to make you know 
unto the hate that people have for you because you're always correcting them. You're always telling them about themselves. You're always trying to get them to do better. But they look at it as you you hate them. You don't hate them, but it's because they hate you. Okay, I'm going, I'm going too fast. I'm moving ahead too much. Let me go. So listen, verse six, and showing mercy unto thousands of them. He said, God says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me. God says, I know you hate me, but I'm still showing mercy unto them, unto the thousands of them that love him. So he's not worried about, oh my God, he's not worried about who hates him. He's showing mercy to those who loves him. Okay, okay, okay. And and keeps his commandment. So can I read six again? So can I read six again? He says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Listen, if you are part of if you are part of the thousands, then he's going to continue to show you mercy because you because you're keeping his commandments. Amen. Okay, so verse seven. Thou shalt not take thy name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but on the seventh day is the, Lord, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it you shall not do any work, you nor your son nor your daughter, the manservant, the maidservant, the cattle, the stranger that is within your gates, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear a false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his donkeys, nor anything that is thy neighbors. Now, back to First Kings, where again, Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, why, of course, you and I are as one. So let me say this. Yes, I'm a pastor. You may be a pastor. You a bishop. I may be a bishop. You're an apostle. I may be an apostle. You're a doctor. I may be a doctor. You're a Christian. I may, I'm a Christian. We may be the same, but somebody that is the same should be doing the same, talking the same, walking the same, doing the same commandments, obeying the same laws, walking together in the word, loving people together and doing something that is the same thing and not going against people and not hating people because somebody else is having a great day. Because I haven't talked to you in three years. So because I haven't talked to you in three years, you want to come over here and cause trouble? Because I haven't given to you anything in three years, you want to come over here and mess with me? Really? So you may listen, what separate, oh Lord have mercy, our fellowship. What separates you from the love of God? The wheat and the tear, light and dark, good and bad. 
good and evil, right and wrong, black and white, righteousness, unrighteousness, love, hate. In Proverbs, Lord have mercy, in Proverbs chapter 6, I believe it is, I believe it is, uh, Proverbs chapter 6. I ain't gonna read the whole thing, but I wanna meet, I wanna read the main thing. Romans chapter six, verse 19. But in the beginning of 16, it says, these six things doeth the Lord hate. And yes, seven, the seventh thing are an abomination unto him. So what is that? So which is 19, a false witness that continues to speak lies and he that continues to sow discord among brethren. That was Proverbs chapter 6, 16 through 19. So what does that mean? I knew that I forgot, y'all. I forgot. I tell y'all all the time, don't listen to me. Go back and read these scriptures. So let me go ahead and put them in here. So y'all be like, oh, she didn't give me enough. Mm -mm. You go read it for yourself. Go read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. Okay? So, there. I don't want y'all to believe nothing but the word of God. You read the word of God for yourself. So, Jehoshaphat was telling Ahab, we're the same. Our horses are the same. Our troops are the same. You're a king. I'm a king. But here's where it shifts. So verse six says, when, when Jehoshaphat said, but first, oh Lord, y'all, come on. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Lord have mercy. Y'all come on. Listen, Matthew 6 and 33. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Okay? So Jehoshaphat said, but first let's find out what the Lord says. And of course, if you are a man or woman of God, if you have been chosen by God, if you are a true prophet, if you are a true leader, if you are a true servant, no matter what somebody brings to you, you are going to say, let's see what the Lord says. Let's pray about it. Let's fast. Let's pray. You're not going to immediately agree to something that you have not tested, that you have not proved, that you have not thought about, that you've not pondered on, that you've not wandered on. You are going to say, hold on. Why do you want to go against them people? They ain't done anything. They ain't said anything. So before I say, sure, I'll go with you. Hey, Sister Holloway, I need to go by this girl house right quick because she's got my boots and I need to get them back. Well, wisdom tells me, well, have you called her first? <laughs> have you called her first? Hey, Lady Link, have you called her first? Are they really your boots? Why she ain't giving them back? Why I gotta go with you? I need y'all. I need y'all to ask questions. I, I need y'all to figure out what's going on. Stop disagreeing with people because 
they a pastor just like you. I need y'all to stop agreeing with people that because that's your mama and you a mama too, that because you got children and they got children, but y'all may not be thinking the same. Y'all may not be working the same. Y'all may not be praying the same. You better check it out. Check the fruit. Oh, Lord. Here, you want me to prove it to you? Okay, I'll prove it to you in word. Here you go. Look here. I'll prove it to you in word. There you go. Let me read it for you. See, let me listen. Yeah, y'all pulling on me. Y'all are pulling on me. But we're going to get through this today. We're going to get through this today. I want y'all to go to 1 John 4 and 1. 1 John 4 and 1. And let me tell you, somebody said, you ain't got to do all that. The devil is a lie. Yes, you do. Hey, Rachel. Yes, all right. Listen, 1 John 4 and 1. What does it say, beloved? <laughs> believe not every spirit believe not every spirit but try the spirits and it has an s what's the lesson about what did god say rachel that's the lesson what did god say we're in second kings chapter 22 and i'm on verse 6 you better be partnering with the listen. You better be partnering with the <sighs> beloved. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby. Know ye the spirit of God? Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. How do we know that? Because God sent his only begotten son, written in John 3, 16, and he placed him into the mother Mary, and she was made of flesh, and she, and she born him. She birthed him. Okay, she birthed him. Jesus came out of a womb. He wasn't like Adam made from the dust. I need y'all to catch this. Jesus came out of a fleshly womb sent by God, the spirit of the Lord. So therefore, if anybody tell you that God doesn't have a son, he a false prophet and he need to go and read the word. You need to check that. You need to check it. He says, and every spirit that confesses not, not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is, is it in the world. So what am I saying? Jehoshaphat is on the Lord's side. Because yes, he agreed with the king, but he also turned around in the same, in the same, and not not days later, not days later, not months later, not an hour later, but while they were still talking, but let's see what the Lord say. So Ahab says, okay. He says in verse six, so the king of Israel summoned the prophets, about 400 of them, and asked them, should I go to war against Ramoth or should I hold back? 
Now, mind you, David, when the when the when his camp was invaded, and the people came came against David and was blaming him and was blaming him and was blaming David. David put on his oh, I don't have Lord, it's all right. I just realized I don't I don't have I don't have my prayer show, but it's all right. I'm gonna use it as a, dem a demonstration. But I can still use it to show y'all. David went down in sackcloth and ashes. He said, bring me my E5. He said, bring it to me. And he inquired of the Lord. He did not go right away to attack. He did not go right away attack. He prayed and sought the Lord and said, Lord, shall I go and pursue? And the Lord said, what did God say? And the Lord said, you shall pursue and recover all. So here's the difference between David and his prayer and Ahab hating a prophet. That's right. Inquired of the Lord that pause to get permission. That pause to get permission. You know what? Now that, that right there, you know I'm going to take that. Somebody, somebody go ahead and go ahead and tell it. Sister Holloway takes take straight things like that and and talks about them <laughs> but without but 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 with permission but, but with permission but that's good doctor <laughs> oh that's good listen he paused to get permission he paused to get permission y'all i'm sorry my 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 go on quirky I'm sorry, y'all. That's see, Corky is a distraction. It's the enemy. Listen. So when Ahab went and asked all 400 of his prophets, they all replied, yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give the king victory. Right? So I'm a, Okay, y'all. Hold on. Ashley, I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive me. God. Here, put him in his crib. <laughs> put him in his crib. He is biting on my toes, my oh. ankles, and the cord at the same time. Put him in his crib. Pause break. Sorry, y'all. Forky doing the most. So listen. So he said, they said to him, yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat, listen to me. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? Jehoshaphat. Ask Ahab. Okay, I hear you. You got your mama and them, your daddy and them. You didn't ask your sisters and your brothers. You didn't ask your leaders. You didn't ask your people on your job. You didn't ask the neighbors across the hall. You didn't stand in the grocery store in Kroger's, and you didn't ask the stranger in the aisle. So, okay, you having all these conversations, and you asking these people all this stuff, and, and they don't know, and they don't even know. They don't know the conclusion. They don't know the beginning. They don't know the middle. All they know is you're king because you done made it known. I'm king. I'm a pastor. I'm an apostle. I'm a bishop. I'm a prophet of the most high God. I'm a prophetess. I hear the Lord just like you hear the Lord. 
I'm a bishop. I put my attire on just like you put your attire on. I put my ring on just like you put your ring on. How dare you? Oh, I need y'all to catch this. Listen, verse 8. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who could consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. <laughs> But I hate him. I need, I need y'all. But I hate him. He told him, but I hate him. I need y'all to read it. Can y'all read it, please? Can can y'all read it? Can can y'all read that? Lady Lee. Can 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 y'all read that? Listen, what he say? Jehovah said, sure, you got 400 prophets agreeing with you. But is there not one man that hears from the Lord? He said, is there not one more man who could consult the Lord for us? And Ahab said, yeah, it is, but I hate him. <laughs> he said, yeah, I hate him. Listen, listen. And verse 8, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Emlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him, for he doeth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king so, he said, let not the king say so. Can I tell you what the, can I tell you what, um, the, the NLT version said, he said, that's not, listen, Jehoshaphat told King Ahab, that's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So I'm going to pause right here just for a second. Listen, how many of you or how many of us or who do you know that has come to you and said, I went to get advice from this individual and they're telling me that I should go and do this thing. Now, you're the righteous. You're the one that inquires of the Lord. You're the one that fasts and pray. You're the one that knows the word of God. And you're telling them, I don't think that advice is good because I don't see a, a, a Christian or a leader telling you that it's okay to cause war in someone else's home. I don't think that's okay to cause war in someone else's marriage. I don't think that's okay to cause war and someone else's children. I don't think that's okay to cause war with your boss. I don't think that that is okay that you should cause war with your leaders. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that they would tell you that you should do this. Let's go and talk to this individual. And then you turn around and say, no, let's not go ask them because I hate them. Because I hate them. 
And then you should be able to say, well, I don't think if you're a pastor, you're a bishop, you're an apostle, you're a prophet, you're a prophetess, that you should be talking like that, sis. You should be talking like that, sir. Because if you're serving God, that shouldn't be in your heart. And I get it. They always speaking something negative to you, or they always speaking something that you don't like. But can you just question? Can you just seek? Can you just do a self-examination? Can you do a self-check? Because if this individual is always coming to you and they never prophesy righteous to you, if they never prophesy mansions and Bentleys to you, if they never prophesy prosperity to you, prosperity to you, you hate them. So what you're saying is you want somebody to tell you what you want to hear. You want somebody to tell you that what you're doing is okay. You want somebody to agree with you because you're a king, because you're a pastor, because you're a bishop, because at the end of the day, listen, y'all listen to me. I, I am married to a, I am married. My husband is a pastor. He is a bishop. He's also been ordained as an elder. He is a prophet of, of the Lord and he hears from God and he's in his Bible just as much as I'm in my Bible. And he don't speak prosperity all the time. The, the majority of the time he is speaking what does saith the Lord. And they can't, have, listen, they can't have paid profits. Listen, and I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. I'm saying that because I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. I've seen it for myself. I've heard it through people and confirmations. So I'm not just saying this to be saying it because he's my husband. And I said all that to say this, but when my husband make a mistake, well, baby, I don't think that you should think that way. Well, babe, how about doing it this way? Because if you do it this way, it may come across that way. And I'm talking to him as if when he's in his flesh, I need y'all to catch that. Because see, we're, listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. We think that when we there's leaders and prophets and teachers and preachers and pastors in a five-fold ministry, we think they're never in their flesh. The devil is a lie. Jesus said, your spirit is indeed willing, but your flesh is weak. We are made of flesh and blood. So yes, if we get hurt, our first response is to check you. If you put our, put your hands on us, our first response is to swing back. If you talk crazy to us, then yes, our first response is to talk crazy to you. That's the first response. Literally, we're human. We're not robots. We're not made of tin. We're not made of plastic. We're not made of aluminum foil. We're not made of cardboard. We're made of flesh and blood. We bleed. We bleed when you cut us. And we hurt when you wound us. So our first response may not be the right good response but when 
you have a spirit of humility and you are able to receive correction, then conviction should set in and cause you to change your mind and what you first thought. Literally, what did God say? Turn the other cheek and offer them your coat. Turn the other cheek and offer them love. Turn the other cheek and offer them compassion. Turn the other cheek and offer them an understanding. That's turning the other cheek. When you know that they are hurting you, when you know that they are abusing you, when you know that they are betraying you, when you know that they're scandalizing your name, when you know they're kicking you while you're already down, when you know this, but when you have the love of Christ and when you've been changed, you make a conscious decision how you got to turn the other cheek. Meaning look the other way. You know what? You just cussed me out. It's fine. You know what? Hey, Keela. You know what? It's fine. You just cussed me out. It's all right. You know what? Because I'm confused. I'm confused why you're coming against me. I'm confused why you're talking bad about me. I'm confused why we can't get past this. I'm confused why we can't have a conversation. I'm confused why you want to do this, that, and the other. And I'm trying to help you, but you hate me. Because I tell you the truth. Because I bring the... I bring the word of God because I'm no longer a puncher because now I'm a preacher because now I choose to walk away and just be done with you. <laughs> That's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I work on my own salvation because that is what Paul said. Paul said to work out your own salvation. I'm trying to help you not hurt you. I'm trying to help you not bring hindrance. I'm trying to help you to see you and to see past your issues, to see past your flesh, to see past the, the wrong that you're trying to do. They didn't do anything to you. And if they did, you're going to hurt everybody that's connected to the person that hurt you because people are connected. People are connected. You hurt a mother. You got, you're hurting the children. You're hurting the children. You're hurting the parent. You're hurting the church leaders. You're hurting the congregation. You're hurting the congregation. You're hurting the people that's trying to come into the congregation. Because you refuse to listen. You refuse to seek God first. You refuse to hear somebody say, what did God say? What did God say? So what does that mean? Lord, help me. I, I got I to gotta push through. Listen, let me, let me read. Let me, I'm going to jump down. No, 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 I can't. I can't skip this. Verse 10 says, King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Kaniah, 
made some iron horns and proclaimed. So he did all of that to say, this is what the Lord says. With these horns, you will gore the Arameans to death. He said, with these horns, you will gore the Arameans to death. Armenians, whatever, to death. Verse 12 says, all the prophets. So Zedekiah said that. So all the prophets agreed. Yes, they said, go up to Ramoth and be victorious for the Lord will give the king victory. Y'all need to go back and read Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23 says, the Lord said, Y'all keep putting y'all keep putting your name, y'all keep putting his name in your mouth, and he and he ain't said a word. Listen, Jeremiah 23 14. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies, they strengthen also the hands of evildoers that none doeth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. He said in 28, the prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that and he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the shaft to the wheat, saith the Lord? Trust. God is going to separate the wheat from the tear. But guess what? The wheat and tear grow together. Y'all catch that later. Y'all will catch that later. But y'all need to read chapter 23 in Jeremiah. Because God has said that he has seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. And they are causing his people to err. These false prophets are causing God's people to err. Because they're using tricks and sorcery, just like Zedekiah, using a horn to prove that the Lord has spoken. But 13 says, meanwhile, the messenger who went to get Micaiah said to him, look, all the prophets are prophesying victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. Micaiah is being sarcastic. He was like, look at y'all interacting a monkey. Just doing the most because he's a king. You telling him what he want to hear, not even realizing he going to die. He gonna die. But Micah replied, as surely as the Lord lives, I will say only what the Lord tells me to say. Boom. What did God say? What did God say? Because Micaiah said, as surely as the Lord lives, I will only say what the Lord tells me to say. I will only say what the Lord tells me to say. And so Micah replied sarcastically, so yeah, go up, be victorious for the Lord. And, and so that the king will give you victory. I mean, the king will have victory. 
And here goes Ahab. And this is what Ahab said. Ahab said, how many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? I am telling you the truth. I am speaking to you what the Lord says. You're just choosing not to believe me. You're just wants me to speak lies to you that you're going to be this great king one day, or you're going to be this great person one day, but you've not repented. You've not asked for forgiveness. You're not obeying God's commandments. You're still serving idols. You still got Asherah. You still have all this stuff that you want. You got all these pagan idols that you're serving and causing other people to serve. So if God says that we are not to have no other gods before him, if God said we're not to bow down to any other God by him, if God said you should not be killing and causing all of this drama, so why would you think God's going to allow you to win a battle when you're evil and you're doing evil, evil doers? Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, heal their land, and forgive them of their sin. Literally. So Micah told him, in a vision I saw all Israel scattered the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. And here goes Ahab. Didn't I tell you, Jehoshaphat? Micaiah never prophesied anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him, on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth so he can be killed? Y'all are going to cause this man to go into battle. He's going to die because y'all keep telling him the Lord said Help me, Jesus. There were so many suggestions. Hear this. Hear this. And verse 20. There were so many suggestions. And finally, a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. And the Lord said, how will you do this? And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. The Lord said to the spirit, you will succeed. Go ahead and do it. Sometimes God has to say to you, go ahead, do it. Knock yourself out because I done told you not to go. Y'all better go read the story of, of, of Balaam, Balaam and the donkey. Y'all better go read the story of Balaam and the donkey. Because Balaam was tearing that donkey up and God called the, the donkey to speak to Balaam and say, what have I done to you that causes you to keep beating on me? So here we have the story of Micaiah telling Ahab, I only speak what the Lord tells me to speak, but you hate me because I speak truth. You hate me because I speak truth. So guess what happened to, so guess what happened to Micaiah when he got through speaking? Zedekiah came over walked over to Micaiah and slapped him across the face. Did we not just say, you're going to have to learn how to turn the other cheek? Zedekiah walked over and smacked Micaiah across his face and said to him, since when 
did the spirit of the Lord leave me to speak to you? I listen, y'all. If y'all don't, if y'all have not heard me say anything else, isn't that what the mature prophet said to the little tiny prophet in the in in First uh, Kings thirteen? I'm a prophet just like you, and caused that 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 small prophet to die. And God spoke to the the prophet, the the older prophet, to tell the younger prophet he was going to die. And it was by the hands of the older prophet because the older prophet lied. That's what prophets are doing today. They are getting upset because God is literally using true men and women of God to speak the truth. And these false prophets, these false teachers are getting upset and they're blocking us. They're unfollowing us. They're deleting us. They're rejecting us. And they don't even have a clue. They're not rejecting us. They're not unfollowing us. They're not uh, 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 blocking us. They're blocking God's conviction. They're blocking God's correction. They are unfollowing God's judgment. Bless you, Dr. Hunter. Bless you. Glory goes to the Lord. But thank you, woman of God. And thank you for staying on as long as you have. I bless you, bless you, bless you. Listen, we have got to learn the word of God for ourselves. So when another prophet comes to you and make you feel like you are wrong, it's not because it's not because it's just not because they hate you. They hate you. Can we just be honest and real with it? They hate you. Now they're not as bold. Now they're not as bold as um they're not as bold as Zedekiah who just walked over and smacked Micaiah across the face. But today in this society, they're smacking us across the face when they unfollow us, when they block us, when they delete us, when they're telling people that we're the false prophet, when they're telling people that we're the false teacher, when they're telling people that you don't need to be following them because they're wrong. But in reality, they're causing havoc. In reality, these false teachers are causing chaos. They're bickering against one another. They're coming against one another. Why? Because they're not walking in unity. A true man or true woman of God that walks in the prophet, that walks as a prophet and is a mouthpiece for the Lord, they're going to recognize what's good. They're going to recognize what's bad. And they're going to try to tell you. That's why Micaiah replied and said, you will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Lord, help me, Jesus. Micaiah, after he got smacked by Zedekiah, and he told him, what makes you think the Lord left me to speak to you? And Micaiah said, you will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. 
So Ahab said, arrest him, arrest Micaiah and take him back to Ammon and put him in the in jail and only give him bread and water to eat. And before Micaiah left out of the room, he said, if you return, he said, if, if you return safely, it will mean that the Lord has not spoken through me. And then he said, everyone mark my words. What did the Lord say? Mark my words. What did the Lord say? The Lord said, leave Ramoth alone. The Lord said, if you go up here to battle, you're going to die in that battle. The Lord said, you don't have no business going to cause division and bring a discord to another country, to another marriage, to another household, to another job, to another person. When they have, they've had peace for three years. What did God say? What did God say? And guess what? And I'm jumping all the way down to 31. Meanwhile, the king of Aram, the king of Aram, had issued these orders to his 32 chariot commanders. Attack only the king of Israel. Don't bother with anyone else. He said the only people that needs to die, the only people you need to attack is our enemy. So he didn't look at Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, as an enemy. He looked at King Ahab, who was king of Israel. So Israelites were God's people. But King Ahab caused God's people to serve other gods, to be caught up in, in all this other hootla nanny stuff. Innocent people losing their lives because he a king. And he didn't want to listen to that one true prophet that only speaks what God tells him to speak and only gives him words of warning. When you are walking in evilness, your words are always going to be warnings. When you are walking in righteousness, your words will be blessings on blessings on top of blessings because you are following the commandments of God. You are praying. You are fasting. You are obeying the word. You are seeking the Lord every day. That's why you are blessed. But when you are evil and you have an evil heart and you are a troublemaker and you sow division and you bring discord to other brethren, when you are just an evil person and you ain't got nothing better to do but be a troublemaker and not a peacemaker then yes, woe unto the hypocrites, woe unto the Pharisees, woe unto the Sadducees, woe unto the false prophets, woe unto the false teachers, woe unto the pastors that are scattering God's sheep. Woe, you are being warned. And somebody like me is saying, Ring, ring, ring. Warning is coming. The enemy is coming. God is coming. But because you hate me. <laughs> because I'm always sounding the alarm. 
You hate me because I'm always bringing the word of God. You hate me because I know the word of God. You hate me because I'm fasting and praying every day. You hate me because God elevates me. You hate me because I'm sounding the alarm. Ahab hated the prophet that only speaks what the Lord tells him to speak. And jumping all the way down to 35. No, 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 no. Let me tell you right here. Verse 32. So when the Arameans, the Arameans, Arameans, Chariot commander saw Jehoshaphat. Now, mind you, and I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I got to come off of here. Lord, help me, Jesus. Ahab disguised himself, <laughs> but he told Jehoshaphat to wear his royal attire because he's a king. So if Ahab is not dressed as a king, he already knew I might get killed in battle. Listen. Listen, in 23, verse 23, it says, Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these your prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning you. So the lying spirit can be understood as one of Satan's agents. As an example, an evil spirit sent by God to condemn Ahab and the false prophets in their sin. Their hearts were hardened against the truth to such an extent that God finally gave them over to a lie as the due penalty for their sin. The same kind of judging will take place in the last days of this age when God will send a strong delusion to all who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The deception will come from the working of Satan, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth. I don't understand how people would rather hear a lie and believe it and then hear a truth and think it's been deceived. That makes no sense to me. But we ought to not lean to our own understanding, but acknowledge God in all of it and just continue to pray and don't be wise, don't be, don't be evil in our eyes. Well, don't be wise in our own eyes and depart from evil. You can read that in Proverbs chapter three. One through seven. So when the Armenians saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robe, they went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. But when Jehoshaphat called out to them, they realized he was not the king of Israel and they stopped chasing him. I need y'all to catch that. In short, Ahab died in battle, but because they didn't want it to be known, that Micaiah was right. They sat King Ahab upright to make it seem like he was not wounded, but he died. And so Micaiah said what he said, when it's all said and done, everyone mark my words. What did God say? God said you were going to die in battle. 
and your people were going to be left without a king. So they should go on home in peace and leave those other folk alone. Period. King Ahab didn't listen to Micaiah because Micaiah always had a warning for him. And King Ahab told King Jehoshaphat, I don't call on him because he always makes me feel bad. He, has, he doesn't ever have something nice to say to me. He always speaking evil against me. And he said, I hate him. And it was King Jehoshaphat that said, you're a king and you should not be talking like that. If you have a leader or you know prophets or prophetesses, or anyone in the fivefold ministry, or just a lay person that's saying they hate somebody. No, but no, if they're in a higher position and they're especially a servant of the Lord, they should not be talking like that. They should not be telling anybody they hate another prophet, hate another king, hate another pastor, hate another apostle, hate another bishop, hate another prophetess, hate another woman of God, hate a man of God. That should not, the word hate should not even be in your mouth. If it's in your mouth, it's in your heart. Because they don't speak prosperity. They don't speak what you want to hear. They don't agree with you in your evilness in your wrongdoing they don't accept the wrong that you're doing so you hate them and you don't listen to them and then that's why you die in battle that's why you die in battle because you would rather prosper than confess you would rather prosper in your lies than confess and live all right. So with all of that being said, we have to understand that we have to truly know what did God say? What did God say? What did God say? You got to know the word of God for yourself. Hello, Bishop. I don't know if you're still on, Minister Laquan. I don't know if y'all still on. I don't know who's on here, honestly. I, I listen. I lost. I, I I get so excited and so passionate about the Word of God and and how it speaks to us on a different level. Um, but His Word remains the same. And so, the Book of First Kings was amazing. Was amazing. And I'm so glad that some of you all are following me as I follow the Lord, as I sound the alarm for him. And so um, tomorrow we're going into um, the book of Kings 2. We did 1 Kings, then we're doing 2 Kings. So we're doing the 2 the Kings of... Um, a Bible study of sounding the alarm. And so I'm excited about it because now Ahab has died and his son um, Ahaziah is now in his stead 
he's Ahaziah is Ahab's son. And so Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, go inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. So just know that tomorrow it just go higher from here. Tomorrow it just gets greater from here. And I'm excited. And I'm excited. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you all for listening. This was good to me. And I pray that it was good to you. But remember what I said. Don't hate. Don't hate. And don't. Lord, help me, Jesus. So. Just because you are a part of a five-fold ministry, just because you can be a bishop, you can be an apostle, you can be a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, prophet, prophetess, um, you can, but never get to a place or to a point in your life that you feel like you have a right to disrespect another prophet or another prophetess or another man or woman of God because they're always bringing warning to you. You have to do a self-examination. You have to do a self-check. You have to look at your life. You have to look at where you are. You have to be able to understand that you, you just can't be surrounded by false folk. Like you, you just can't. When we do breast examinations, Lord help me. When you do a breast examination, you do, you, it says self Self-check, you do it first when you're in the shower, when you're in the tub, or when you're getting dressed. We as women are told by our OBGYN, our family physician, we're told to check our own, raise our arm, circular motions, up and down, looking for knots. You've got to check your heart up and down, circular motions, checking for knots, checking for issues, checking. Because you may not, See it, but you feel it. Oh, God, I thank you. And that's how those, you don't, you may not see the lumps. You may not see the issue, but you will feel it. So your heart, you may not see, but you can feel when you're feeling some type of way concerning people, concerning leaders, concerning truth or false. You have to know this for yourself. You have to know this for yourself. Amen. Amen. So we're going into second Kings and we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about Elijah and I'm, I'm excited about it. We're going to talk about Elijah's ministry. And so we're going to have to also understand that, um, where do you want your life to be? Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to go to hell? Because people will tell you heaven and hell is not real. The devil is a lie. If it's in the word of God, it's real. How do I know it's real? Well, you know what? Honestly, I, I just know what I read. Have I seen heaven? No. Have I seen hell? No. But I know it's a place and I know that it's real. 
That is what I do know because I read it. Because I read it. That's my belief. And that is what I choose to believe. And I will continue to sound the alarm because I have been called not to have anybody's blood on these hands. And if me losing you, then so be it. That's just where I am today. Because I choose to serve the Lord. And I choose not to compromise his word. But I also choose to respect those who choose to do something else. But I don't have to be a part of it. And I don't have to be around it. And I don't have to accept it. But I love you and I respect you. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Amen. Amen. So know that I love you and know that God loves you more. If it's God's will, we'll be on here tomorrow at 1 p.m. Going forward in the second Kings chapter one. Have your Bibles, your pens and your notepads ready because we're going higher. We're going forward and we're going greater. Amen. Amen.